ready to be in the spotlight? Are you ready to share your story with the world? Well, Snails with No Shells is where you need to be. Available on all digital platforms, Facebook, and YouTube. Snails with No Shells. Leave that shell at the door. Greetings, greetings, beautiful ones. I am Miss BJ Martin, and this is Snails with No Shells. Leave that shell at the door. That's my only rule in this room. All right, we're going to get into it. Tonight, uh, this is going to be an amazing, amazing video, amazing show tonight. We're doing something a little different, okay? So let's get into it. I'm excited. We're all excited. Oh, let's go, let's go. I'm going to bring to the stage, this is my lovely friend and co-author Deborah Juniper Fry. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> Amazing. How are you? <laughs> I am fantastic. Thank you for having me this evening. Yes. Thank you for returning. We had such a great time the last time you were here. So yes. Yes, I am honored, Queen. I am honored. Same here. Same to yes. you. All right. So we're like I said, ladies and gentlemen, we're doing something a little different. Um, we're going to bring in, we have some male guests with us this evening. Let's get into it. Let's bring them on out. And then we're going to tell you all about it. All right. Here we go. Brian Leonard. Hey, 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 everybody. Hey. Hey, BJ. Hey. hey. Coach. Coach, how you doing? All right. It's great to see you. Amen. Yes. 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 All right. Next guest, Michael Fry. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? <laughs> now we have we have Deborah Fry and Michael Fry. Okay, we'll yes. just keep that for now. All right, all right. <laughs> Next guest. Coach Ray in the building. How are you? I'm well. Pleasure to be here. Pleasure to be here. Awesome. Glad to have you. And last but not least, well, well, well. everyone. So glad to be here. I love it. I love it. How are you? All the guys. Yes. I'm glad to have all of you. Thank you. For showing up for yourselves and also for showing up for everyone else who's going to need you at this mm -hmm. point in their lives okay all right so like i said this is a special uh special show deborah i'll let you i'll let you explain why why we're here all right all right so we are here because uh the lord gave me a wonderful um, vision to bring this book to life a little over two years ago, but I uh, put it high up on the shelf. I, I didn't think I was qualified to do it, uh, but in those two years, uh, the Lord matured me. He helped me uh, in October of last year when he woke me up at about four that morning, he gave me the green light to start doing this book. 
uh, and and the great thing about it is uh, we have anthologies all the time, all over the world. But he told me to have men come to the table. He told me to have men to come and share their heart on the paper. paper. And he told me to have men to talk about grief, the different grief that they have had in their life that they wanted to share that they thought would be uh, some insight and some encouragement and some help for other men, other women, anyone that read this book, uh, Grief Through His Eyes, Seeing Grief from His Point of View. Yes, and I'm going to show you guys the uh, the back of the book so we can see. We have all the uh, co-authors and Amazing. the visionary herself. Mm -hmm. Yes, Deborah I love, I love that picture. I love it too. <laughs> I love it. So I wish I could have made it a whole background, but you know, it's kind of, you know. It's okay. You did, you're doing great. It. So that is the book Grief Through His Eyes. I am very I want to say thank you personally because I am also I'm a mental health advocate and I'm always celebrating our men because I mm. know we need our men to be able to heal, you know, so that they can be here for us because we need you. We need yes. you like a lot. You can see what's going on. We need our men. So I'm definitely supporting this cause. Absolutely. I love it. Now when you said it in our last interview, I was like <gasps> I was right. So, I was like, this is going to be amazing. All the yeah. takes is just like you said, one or two. We are yes. gathering his name. Mm -hmm. the rest, you know. Yeah, rest is history. Yes, yes. That is awesome. Yes, thank okay, you. So, yeah. So let's go to uh Mr. Brian, Brian Leonard. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes, my name is Brian Leonard. And first of all, BJ, I want to thank you uh, for inviting me along with uh, our coach and our visionary sister, Deborah Fry, Jennifer Fry. Uh, we love you. We love you. Uh, my chapter in Grief Through His Eyes is called Grief Relief. Uh, tears and joy comes in different shoes. Uh, and my story comes about as a result of during the pandemic, where during my 37th year anniversary celebration, uh, me and my wife uh, both caught COVID pneumonia. We was both hospitalized. And during the process, uh, unfortunately, uh, my wife transitioned to be with the Lord. But one of the things that has really encouraged and blessed me with through this uh, story uh, that I've written on paper for the world to see and to, for the world to read is to understand that even through the toughest times, you know, uh, whether it be the good times or whether it be the bad times, you're still a child of God. Okay. Uh, and, but in the midst of all of the things that, you know, I have ch been challenged with in my experience in ensuring that my family is okay, uh, I, my mental health is okay. It allowed me to also be able to have this opportunity to minister to men and even women, because uh, even women are being influenced and impacted as well uh, in knowing how to overcome grief and understanding that uh, they're not alone. Uh, we all know that this pandemic season has been challenging for all of us, but I learned in my experience and what I share in my chapter is that we can know that without a shadow of a doubt, God is the God of hope and comfort. 
that even in our present troubles, even in our tears and our sorrows and our griefs, our anger and our frustration and our questions that we may have at times, and even waiting for the answers at times, uh, we can put our assurance, our assurance and hope understanding that we have the Lord our God who can help us in the most difficult times that even many times that people may not understand. Uh, and that's what's kept me uh, connected with such wonderful men, co-authors, and my coach visionary, and even yourself like BJ, who wants to be that example to let people know that if you can, over, if, if, if I can overcome it and get through these things, whether, the, whether there is peaks, whether there be valleys of grief and sorrow, understanding that uh, uh, anytime we sow tears, there is definitely a harvest of joy yes. and that God continues to keep his word uh, in helping us to live above the circumstances and situations that we may expectedly or unexpectedly a face in life. So that's my that's what pretty much uh, my chapter provides for people all over the world. Oof. <laughs> I love it. That's a heck of a chapter. <laughs> yes. All right. Thank you, Brian. All right. Okay. Thank so you. next we'll have uh, Michael Fry. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I see Deborah Juniper Fry. And then I see Michael Fry. So what does that mean, uh, Michael? Yeah, that that's my honey. <laughs> <laughs> that's her. Yeah, I love it. Yes. That's a good way to describe her. Honey, she's so sweet. Yes. <laughs> she is. Thank yes, you. my my wife is is a, an amazing woman. She inspired me to write my chapter, which is called "Heartache to Healing." And, um, you know, I was a little reluctant to sit down and put my thoughts on paper. However, um, you know, I had a lot to say in my mind. But, um, you know, she gave me the courage to sit down and, and, you know, put it on paper and allow for people to be able to read it and uh, be able to address um, the elephant in their room. Uh, a lot of times um, people are uh, in some kind of uh, workplace environment and or, um, you know, some kind of job. And there's things going on that are not appropriate, uh, but you're kind of, uh, you know, walk around with the tape on your mouth and, you know, the muffles on your ears that you just can't address anything. And um you know, this chapter is to help people, not just men, but women as well, uh, address those issues and be able to find a way to cope and and or get out of those situations. Awesome. I love that. Okay. Very good, good Michael Fry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. I love that man. A few words, but boy, those words are powerful. Yes. <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. Okay, uh, Coach Ray. How you doing? Um, I first of all, I just want to say thank you to uh, Mama Fry, and you know, for giving me the opportunity to be a part of this. And I must say that it's been great this this roller coaster has been one of positivity and encouragement and 
renewed strength that is necessary in, in the process. Title of my chapter is Achieving Purpose Through Pain. Story came about because my father passed when I was 27, but because I was the the responsible son, if you put it up, I put it in those terms. I was responsible. I had two brothers, but I was the responsible one and the one my mom leaned on the most. I didn't really have the opportunity to grieve because mm-hmm. I was making sure my brother was okay. I was making sure my mom was okay. Um, never had the time to stop. And I had an older brother who was calling me like all times of the night. And he was grieving. So I was trying to get them through. Never had the opportunity to properly grieve myself. And the pain eventually started to develop in other ways. I talk about how that pain developed into, you know, drinking, partying, promiscuity, what have you. You know, everybody's manifest differently. Um, out of that realm of my life, I was blessed. And despite the circumstances, I was blessed in uh, fathering two children who are my world. Um, and part of the reason why I do what I do. Time progressed and God continued to work on me and work on me and work on me until finally he was like, all right. You have a purpose. I put you here for a reason. It's time for you to stop worrying about what everybody views you as and step into your purpose. Mm-hmm. And so I did that. <laughs> and I took that 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 realm and stepped from my pain into purpose. And through that, I've been able to impact the lives of tons of youth in our 757 area that I love dearly because that's, that's my passion. My passion is giving back to the next generation, making sure their lives are better and helping them see that they have a bigger purpose in life. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go back to the Bible, there's always a realm or a conversation in the Bible where God is up using the older people to bring the younger ones along because he understand God understood that the older people can only control the situation for so long. We're not supposed to walk in the paradise the next generation is. We're supposed to prepare it for them. Okay. And that's why I stand the way I stand because we're preparing paradise for the next generation. And the goal through that, that that purpose that I was able to find through God was to understand that they don't achieve their purpose without us showing them how, without us guiding them. And for far too long, a lot of the older generations have kind of let go of the hands of the ones behind them. And this is why we are where we are now with trying to figure out what's going on with these this new generation and these kids. They're hurting. Badly. People in front of them that were grieving and didn't learn how to help them didn't help them. And these kids are hurting. So that's where God has put me in that position to be able to say, okay, I know you heard it. Come talk to me. Let me help you get to where you're going. That's wow. outstanding. Outstanding. Okay, coach. <laughs> put me in the game, coach. <laughs> <laughs> put me in the game. All right, all right. I love it. I love it. Oh, awesome. That was awesome. Okay. Great and- stuff. Yes, that is. That's that's amazing. You're around this all the time. Wow. Wow. That is so inspiring. I love it. And see, ladies and gentlemen, we have some incredible men out here that are doing some amazing things in the world and in their community, and we don't even know it. You know, and that's why we have these platforms and especially the smaller platforms. We need for you to, you know, subscribe and like and share so that everyone can know what's going on. We need, we need your help. These men need your help. Um Deborah needs your help. We need your help to spread this word because it's important. It's very important. All the stuff that's going on, all that mess. I'm tired of it. You know, Mm -hmm. we need some some good, wholesome things going on. And especially our men, our men that are so strong, you know, in the community, you know. So. All right. All right. Cliff, Cliff, it's your turn. 
Yes, ma'am, BJ. Um, uh, thank you so much for having me. Um, I went on a journey with my story, um, starting out with my most tender moment of grief when I was a child. And um, I lost my mother. I lost my mother at age 16, and I was the one that discovered her um, gone. So uh, from that moment on, uh, just a little, little story about my mother. She was a Christian woman. She was raising seven children. I was the youngest of all of, of, the, of the seven. And I was the last one home with her when she passed away. So it was only her and me uh, living together. And uh, everybody else had grown, gone their own, you know, their separate ways and that kind of thing. So basically, uh, because of such a tender moment and 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 uh, what I went through, my purpose changed. I was a rebellious child. I was I, I dropped out of school at 16 as soon as I got able to do it. And when my mother passed, I was at that state. So I. I was in the I, I was in the mindset that oh man I missed it you know my mom passed and here I am really not in her will you know to to please her she's prayed for all seven of us to be saved and my grief became my motivator my strongest motivator because now uh, this grief that I had was the driving force to make me please my mother and. I've had so many stages in life. So I went all the way through the various stages and life. I was, I lost her at an early age, you know, and then I had some other circumstances that I told I'm a pastor also. And I went through various things. I went through stages of life to please my mother, uh, got saved, <laughs> became a pastor, became a leader, just doing things in the community and things like that. And uh, each time, uh, I felt a, a sense of uh, every every level. I felt a sense of achievement because my grief became what I'm calling now good grief. The name of my chapter is good grief. Okay. And and good grief meaning that um, my my grieving moments turned out to be something very positive because it left me with a place in a place now. Uh, I'm, I'm so I'm, I won't tell my age, but I'm out there. Right. <laughs> but 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 through all the circumstances that all the levels that I've gone through, it looked like my mom would have been more and more and more proud as I go. Currently, I'm the um, new branch manager of the food bank in Western Tidewater and brand new, brand new plant, brand new awesome. branch. And the Lord has put me in a place where I can do the best good for other people. And that's my heart. That's what makes me a pastor because that's, that's the burden that the Lord has put on me. So my chapter of good grief, not only from my perspective, but also in how I saw, I, I, how I perceive God sees our grief. You know, when we were growing up, people would say, good grief. You know, if it ain't one thing is another, they're, they're looking right. for, you're looking for something bad. But you know what? If it what if 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 grief wasn't something that God intended for us to go through, he would not have allowed it and planned it that way because grief is necessary for our spiritual growth and for Absolutely. our eternal strength in loving people. So all that's in my book and I mean all in my chapter, and my chapter is good grief. And uh I think it's a good thing that every man goes through the process of grief. Many of us don't get to experience it because we get we get uh, stuck 
in, in, in one of the one of the stages of grief, maybe we're angry, maybe we're in disbelief, maybe, maybe we're, we don't know that we're in grief. But mm -hmm. this book is, is, a, is a book that encourages not just men, but anybody that read any chapter to now begin to examine their own grief. There's a journal behind every chapter. So what I tell everybody, you don't have to read this book from cover to cover. You can read one chapter and then you can begin to reminisce and think about your own story. And it's all in letting your story out. Either you write it or tell it. The Bible says that we'll overcome him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. So we're talking about getting delivered, getting free and, and allowing people all over the world to experience this freedom that we're talking about. Okay, Pastor. Yes. I'll send. <laughs> yes. <laughs> where's the uh, where's the, where's the tray? Uh -uh. <laughs> the offering tray. Offering, not it. Y'all glad be glad I don't have a, a a link or something we can press the button and they can send some money because well, we got a button like that. <laughs> <laughs> we got those kind of buttons. Believe me, we got those buttons. It's called cash app. <laughs> I love Whoa. it. I love it. Okay, Isn't so we're going to take great? a pause. We're going to take a pause right here. I'm going to have to give a shout out to the sponsor of this evening's show. Okay. And we'll be right back. back thank you and yes i designed that commercial yes very, I do very nice bj very nice, nice. Job. Job. <laughs> thank you and listen, thank i just want to say that i am one of the best-selling authors in that book that she just showed yes, uh -huh. <laughs> yes. I love it. yes yeah. we both are yeah we yes, did two we projects are. together yes that is, that is wonderful yes so i the say power, i'm on the power ever. of collaboration Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's why I love when people when people talk about anthologies, I'm like, if you can get on it, get on it and get in one. If you don't have the money, okay. try to see if you can work out a payment plan or whatever, mm -hmm. because sure. this is how you get to network and get to know so many people. And you yes. don't know who's doing what, you know, mm -hmm. and how you can help each other and just the just the camaraderie of it all, you know, and the support, you know, and just always, um, you know, you have your your meetings, wherever you have them on Facebook or Zoom, whatever you do, and you're, it's like a family. You're coming together yeah. at least once a week, yeah. you know, and, it, and it's self-family-oriented. Uh, so if you can be a part of an anthology, get on it. Doggone it. <laughs> Doggone it. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yes, you know, one of the most you. exciting things to me was anticipating what each author, what each co-author wrote about, because we didn't share any of that until everybody's story was done. Yeah, and right. we went back and we had a night that we said, okay, 
let's reveal out the names of our chapters. And I when we it. heard that thing come together, my yeah. goodness, we celebrated together. Yes. It was such a variety and such such versatility. And we knew that we had something that's going to touch every life. Mm-hmm. Every yep. Yeah. Yes. yes. Come on. Keep, let's keep it going. Uh, Mr. Mr. Fry, let's go. <laughs> wow. How'd you feel? How'd you feel about your experience? You know, when, when my wife shared with me, um, the whole thought process behind the book, you know, I was like, wow, you know, and then we sat around, we thought about, well, what's the book cover going to look like? And what's this going to look like, you know? And then, you know, uh, you, I had no idea who was going to be a co-author with me. And, um, you know, when I saw all 14 of us, I was like, wow, honey, you really, you did this thing. You know, you, you, wow, this is amazing. It's you know, all God. I tell you, it's, it was all God. That yes. Put, that yes. Came together. Cause I, people that I thought would have joined me flat it's out. Not. No. They told me, no, I, I don't have nothing to talk about. Um, and then people that I didn't know, some of them I didn't know, uh, joined me to follow me. Um, and then some that I have worked with for many, many years. Pastor Cliff and I have been tied to the hip literally for the last probably 21 years. He That's was right. my boss. We worked together. And uh, me, him, his wife, we were all tied together, working in ministry, serving the people yeah. like we were out of our minds. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Raymond, of course, Ray, Coach Ray uh, was one of the youngsters that yeah, yeah. Called, uh, just being raised up and being the man that he is today. Brian, uh, we were um, you know, we we were served in the, in the same uh, church together. So we've been friends for many years as yes. well uh, with his beautiful wife that has passed. Mm-hmm. And um, so we, we have great memories. Each one of us have, uh, we have a base friendship and great memories uh, of stories that we can share mm-hmm. uh, and that we have seen each other live through yeah. uh, and come out mm-hmm. on the other side. So mm-hmm. Uh, like Michael said, to see all of us on the same screen was a powerful night, was a powerful mm-hmm. night. And two of the co-authors actually live out of, out of town, one yeah. in Tennessee and one in um, Texas, Texas, okay. you know. So uh, to have them join me, to have them fly in or drive in to do what we needed to do uh, was a right. That's yeah. It's powerful. And no, nobody but God can do that. Because usually men don't uh, join on to do this kind of writing, to mm-hmm. do this kind of um, vulnerability. So yes. uh, it was truly his hand has been on this thing from yeah. from us starting, from us becoming number one bestsellers to yeah. billboards, to podcasts, to news, news uh, 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 reportings and being in magazines and and much, much more to come. Speaking engagements. I mean, it's just, it has been an absolute blessing. When one door yeah. closes, the Lord flings open three more doors that we have to hurry up and get ready to go through. Yep. Yes. And I, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised it's spreading like wildfire. And Deborah, oh you goodness. were on the show last time. I knew, I knew you'd be back. Yes. <laughs> last time I was on the show, I was telling you that, uh, that I was getting ready to start yep. what the Lord had given me to do. And now here we are. I tell you, time waits on no man. So you better do what you better do what you were meant to do or it's going to pass you by. And the Lord's going to give that idea to somebody else. Mm -hmm. So so just move and do 
Uh, and I'm in the position now where, um, in the mindset now where uh, I'm closer to death than I am to eternal. I'm closer to death now to, mm -hmm. than I am to life. So I might as well just go for broke at this point. Yes. So when, yes. when the Lord come and get me, I'm spent out, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So I'm going for broke. I love it. And that and, and just and that says a lot about you, Deborah, and and the, and the power that you hold with the love that you hold for everyone, because you have people, you know, they show up, they showing up, like I said, yeah. you know, for themselves, for everybody else, but for you too, because they trust, you know, they trust mm -hmm. you they, I'm and so they grateful. trust the visionary, you know? So, so and I applaud that because you have some men who have, you know, sometimes a little problem with the, uh, the woman, you know, being a visionary or something and following, um, but you know, because yeah. the love that you have and that honey, that sweetness that you have, <laughs> Michael said, you his honey, <laughs> that, that, that's one that says a lot, you know? Yeah. yeah but these, these, these guys, these, these powerful men, mm -hmm. they have been amazing. They have really, really, every one of them are different, mm -hmm. uh, yet powerful. They're yes. different yet. Uh, they're able to touch the world, you know, so I love the authenticity of, of what we have developed and what we have started. I, I absolutely, uh, I'm in awe of it, really. Yes. BJ, you know, uh, I don't know if you know this about Deborah, but Deborah is not an out front person. She wasn't an out front person. Yes, exactly. <laughs> used to be that. Uh, mm -hmm. She always worked in the background and she never really wanted to be seen if she didn't do it for she did she's she's a servant at heart yes. and everything that we've done over the years it could be outreach events it could be funerals it could be anything that we did deborah would would lay back she didn't want to be the face of nothing she didn't want to be the speaker she just wanted to serve and yeah. everything we touched yeah. turned to gold yes yeah. Yeah. Right yeah. and yeah. it was absolutely absolutely uh magnificent the work that we were able to do as a team for mm -hmm. many many years and uh now it's time to cloak her and let her go <laughs> <laughs> yes my god, my god. <laughs> yeah she's done such an excellent job and the yes. guys are motivated because she's a she's a real visionary and she yes. and she is a person who really um is all about equity. Yeah. She's not trying to, you know, she she's looking at the whole picture. Everybody is is on a even even playing field and just go out and and do your thing and and uh she's just teaching us ways to go. She's she's been directing us like a traffic cop. I tell you this girl's <laughs> <laughs> like a yeah. well, in order to be a great leader, you must know how to serve, right? That's right. Oh, absolutely. right. That she knows how to do. Yeah, well, I think thank you all enough about me. Let's move on. <laughs> right. All right, Coach Ray, Coach Ray, Coach Ray. Come on in, Coach. Hey, how was your experience? <laughs> uh, I would say it, I had a wonderful experience. Um, like um, uh, Mama said, I've known them for years. I've known Pastor Cliff like since I was a kid. Like that's why with his with his sons, you know, yeah. growing up. So the experience wasn't it wasn't surprising about how powerful it was. Um, being raised around these these wonderful people, it definitely ignited something in me to be able to push a little harder in a sense because when you respect people, you pick up the mantle that they're handing you. When you and that's me being from the generation that was raised under 
Cliff and Deborah and Michael Fry, mm -hmm. that, having that respect level for them, it was no question for me to pick up the mantle and say, okay, when y'all are ready to take that step forward and step down, I'll carry it. And that's why this experience is so monumental because to be able to sit alongside of them rather than sitting in front of them and listening to them as a kid, now I'm being put in the position of being a colleague, uh, so you so to speak. Yeah. And that to me garners a lot more respect than most people would even care to uh, understand. Yes, yes, yes. Thought the thought process mm -hmm. to even email or call me at my age to come alongside people that were leading me who were in the pulpit at Calvary when I was growing up. The respect level that I feel is just astonishing. It's great. Mm -hmm. you know, and it's, I feel loved in the process and it's definitely a linchpin to keep me going. And then, you know, it's just, I, and she'll never tell you since like the situation, like speaking engagements have been coming where yes. it was from God because I had been speaking for a few years, but mm -hmm. now, now God is like, all right, you've been holding back. Now it's time to let you loose. I love it. Yeah. Yes, yes. We are so proud of Coach Ray. I mean, he's having yes. speaking engagements in a day. I mean, <laughs> it's just been phenomenal, back wow. to back. So, um, I mean, and he makes us proud. I mean, we yeah. love him like one of our sons, right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, so he, he makes us very, very proud, very yeah. proud. I appreciate it. Yes, awesome, awesome. Okay, Brian, come on down. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, this is this is absolutely amazing. And two things come to mind that I'm sure that we've heard: uh, Sister Fry, uh, Pastor Cliff, uh, Coach Ray, Michael Fry, and it was spoken years ago. Uh, the experience that I've gathered with all of this is the importance of tight formation. That's mm. it. Mm -hmm. tight yep. formation mm -hmm. and when I sit among and as I've been chosen because uh, one thing I've learned is that God uses ordinary people and he did it throughout the entire Bible he uses ordinary people men and women to do extraordinary things mm -hmm. as a result those were the ones that turned the world upside down mm -hmm. And as a result of this anthology with the, these wonderful co-authors, it is, I, I like saying it like this, I am humbly honored to be a part to where I can share my heart on paper to people for generations to come, okay? Because it's not gonna stop here because it's gonna continue on ministering to people and even changing lives bringing fathers back home to their families, bringing mm -hmm. mothers back home to their families, bringing children back home to their fathers and to their mothers. And it's gonna allow men who are fathers to come to their place as the, as the story of the prodigal son. It will come to their, in a way to where they come to their senses and say, look, family, I need to sit down and talk to you. I need to sit down and have a discussion with you because what has been going on in my life, now I can release, I can break the ice, I can sit down with the family, sup, drink, and as a result, break bread. And as I break bread as a man, as a father, or even as a mother, as I break bread with you and tell you my vulnerable experiences and I have, and how I have grieved over the years, and now I'm coming clean, I'm coming forward, now the Lord can bring forth a breakthrough. 
So you have breaking the ice, you're breaking bread, and then as you break the bread and you come to your senses, the Lord sovereignly brings forth a breakthrough. And as a result, that breakthrough just don't happen amongst us as co-authors, but it also impacts generation to generation to generation, even with joy in the morning, okay, mm -hmm. as yeah. a result. So uh, the seeds that we sow in our, in our story, uh, I believe without a shadow of a doubt, the seeds, tears, first of all, tears are like a pre-harvest. I'm going to say that again. Tears are like a pre-harvest. So what it does, it prepares us, even though in our grief and our pain and our suffering, yes, suffering, suffering, it prepares us, it prepares us to allow our foundation for other people to stand on, knowing that they are able to overcome things that they never thought that they could overcome. Mm -hmm. Even in the event of losing a mother or a father or a spouse like myself or, you know, their husband or their child, uh, just to tag on a little bit of my story, uh, even during the time when my wife transitioned, my son, he, his wife suffered, uh, his wife suffered her second miscarriage. Mm. So as a result, these things here made it, you know, these things continue to stack. And I just, here's one thing I've learned through it all. Grief is God's job. It's not our job. Grief is God's job. And the moment we decide to say, Lord, I cannot handle this on my own. I need your help day and night. The moment we, we come to grips with that, then that's when he lightens the load, lighten the weight to the point where we can continue to go forth, go out in the communities, go out in the cities, be seen on billboards, hallelujah, yes. places and proclaim that, look, if we can do it, if we can overcome grief and overcome the challenges that sometimes bombard us in every direction in life, if we can do it, so can you. So that's my, I'm so, th I'm truly thankful for the experience that uh, in the midst of all this, uh, as I was sharing with uh, a couple of days ago with uh, our coach and visionary, there's a maturity that is developed in grief. There's a, yes. there's a maturity of growth. And I believe that the Lord, even in that maturity and a level of growth prepares you for the next assignment that you may be coming forth and ministering and blessing other lives that you never thought that could be blessed in such a powerful and mighty way. So my experience with the mighty men and our coach has been absolutely wonderful and I'm humbly honored. And uh, I just give God all the glory for using me and yes. all the others in such a mighty and powerful way. Wow. Yeah. Oh That's my goodness. goodness. That is good. You know, my, my coach, Latrice Williams McKnight, told me that everything you do has a purpose for the next assignment. So everything you do is getting you ready for the next assignment. So when she told me that, I said, well, you know, that that is so true because what we have just done, it has propelled us um, to get ready for what's coming next, whether it's speaking engagements, whether it is um, getting involved in the next anthology that's coming up or um, getting out there and writing your own book personally. So what we have done has so many facets to it 
that uh, that the men can take hold of something, uh, a good piece of meat, and they can continue to chew on that and and create more opportunities for themselves, more yes. wealth for themselves um, and their families. So it's just not about us. It right. is uh, generational blessings that we are stacking up. It's generational blessings that we're stacking up for other people to take a hold to stand on, like Brian said, the foundation. And um, volume one, grief through his eyes, seeing grief from his point of view, uh, it was our first layer of cement to start building this amazing house on that uh, we're going to continue to build as we add more uh, volumes of this book. It's got so many different ways it could go. Yeah. And it's just about trusting the process and trust trusting God while in the process. Because the yes. day, as as we complete tasks, he's gonna continue to open up different doors. Mm -hmm. throw and block. Yes. Yep. Okay, so let me show the book. Hold hold that for a second. I want to show the book so they can see okay. what we're talking about, just in case they're coming in a little late. Okay. All right, we're gonna show it. Grief through his eyes. Yes. The handsome co-authors and the visionary, Ms. Deborah Fry. That's the book. That's yes. what we're talking about this yes. evening. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, BJ, I I um I dealt with in my chapter, I dealt with one of the boundaries that um I discovered in my process of growth and grieving is um when when a lot of times you you try to live up to other people's expectations. Mm -hmm. And because of that, you don't allow yourself to go through the grieving process. Right. Case in point, uh, when I first became a pastor, um, I had a family that was part of the congregation uh, who was raising five girls. The oldest of the fi five girls, she was a prodigy at four years old. And uh, she was, it was discovered that she had lupus. By the time she was 12, she passed away. By that time, we had become so attached to this family and so attached to these children that it was such a tragic loss for the pastor. But because I was a pastor, I had to be strong for everybody else. And I had to I had to be the encourager. But I tell you what, I wrote in my book, I was candid when I wrote in my book, what I really went through uh, as I had to just you know, be angry on my way to visit the family and beating on my steering wheel that she died because mm -hmm. I couldn't express these emotions in public, but they they were taunting even on me, mm -hmm. you know? So you have boundaries that, that tie up your grief and you mm -hmm. have to have that, mm -hmm. you have to have that freeway. You have to have that access to yes. be able to go through grief, no matter who you are. Mm -hmm. Everybody experiences grief. Right. And I'm like, I'm like, I feel like this. Let's let's normalize men being human. Yeah. Yes. Let's normalize it. It's okay to not have all the answers. You know, it's okay to 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 cry. You know, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay that you're still a man. Yeah. You know, let's, let's normalize that you're you are human beings and you should be able to express how you feel. That's that's a part of being a human. We have hearts, we love, you know. Yeah. 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 That's absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, BJ, uh, one of the things I share in my chapter is what you just, uh, what you, your heart just tapped on. And one of the things I encourage men 
uh, in my chapter is to cry mm -hmm. and not be ashamed to let those tears flow. I mean, get ugly <laughs> in the face. Okay, cause yes. I don't, I have not seen a man looking handsome crying, you know, I mean, in my life. I don't know about you guys, but, uh, but the truth, but the thing is uh, you, we, we spoke earlier about the weight that grief brings. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people tend to not know how to handle such a weight and it, it and it can lead to other matters which uh can even uh in turns head toward a downward spiral in places where most times where we don't want people to go but one of the things about uh grief relief my chapter and men being able to be vulnerable to pull up a brother alongside shoulder to shoulder and let the tears flow let the tears flow let the niagara waterfall tears flow yes okay because what that does is is that it it, it allows us as men it allows it allows us to detoxify I should use, you know, instead of letting stuff sit in and become even more and more toxic to the point where if somebody even asks us a simple question like, how are you doing? We don't snap. We don't respond or anything mm -hmm. like that. But instead, we'll say, we'll say, um, my brother, I'm going to be all right. Right. I'm taking one day at a time. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things I encourage in my chapter. And I'm sure the other men would concur with that, that when we release our tears, like I said, we're sowing in order to activate the pre-harvest so that the joy of harvest in our lives can be uh, manifested and even blessing other people. Uh, I cannot tell you how many times I've heard people who have uh, purchased our book. Uh, one person uh, who recently lost his father uh, prior uh, he said, I couldn't put it. I couldn't stop reading it. I couldn't stop reading this book, man. I couldn't. In fact, I read a whole book, you know, in one day. And uh, so that is the impact that we're uh, the, the seeds that we're sowing in. It's really making a difference. And I'm so um, once again, humbly honored to be a part of a, 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 a with a group of men who are able to uh, stand in the gap and even pray. Uh, as we uh, continue to be a blessing uh, to people uh, throughout our country, throughout our nation, because uh, yeah. we're in tough times, and uh, and people are living with, they're living without God and they are living without hope. So, and I believe this is this one, the men's anthology, grief through his eyes, provide that hope, and God provides the comfort to help us uh, in times where we thought that we could never. Uh, overcome things. And as I mentioned earlier, if we can do it, so can you. And, you know, I, I just want to say that I my prayer is that I haphazardly walk up on somebody with this book, mm -hmm. with their nose buried in it, reading it, yeah. and just have a conversation about what, and, and somebody said, what, what are you reading? Uh -huh. Oh, I'm reading Greek mm -hmm. through his eyes. And, yes. and I just love this chapter. And I love this yeah. chapter. And then say, well, you know, I'm an author in that book, yes. you know, and then get some one-on-one -on -one feedback, mm -hmm. you know, and, and to see how it had an impact 
on their life because every chapter is not for everyone, mm -hmm. but there's a chapter in there for everyone. Yes. You know, so, um, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm just, you know, excited about the impact that the book is going to have that it's already having on the public. And I just want people to become set free yes. from whatever they're in through whatever chapter they read, just get set free. Yes, we're going to claim that right now. That's, that's, that's <laughs> oh, wow. Well, this has been amazing. I could be on here with you guys for a whole nother hour, but I'm not. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> we are so grateful for you. Yes. I love it. I love it. So before we go, just can you can you just um, just give me just maybe a, just a little nugget or a word of encouragement for, for anyone who's listening or watching uh, this show? Uh, we can start with whoever wants to go first. I have a thought. Can I can I just say a couple of things? Because growing up in my generation, I'm a baby boomer, mm -hmm. and we were taught as part of the narrative of becoming a man that men don't cry. You know, you be tough, tough it out, those kind of things. And it was part of our upbringing. But we just want to want to deal with that concept now because Jesus wept. The Bible said even Jesus wept. <laughs> <laughs> and the Bible also says, blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. So we want to be the, the people who get the comfort, who receive comfort. And to get that comfort, you have to go through a mourning process. So we were robbing ourselves of deliverance through that teaching. And there's a lot of teaching that's held people down. So we may have to start from scratch and forget everything that you think you know mm -hmm. and just go <laughs> and just start at zero, at ground zero, and start over again and let God deliver you. Yeah. I love that. Uh, one, of the, uh, one of the things I would like to share is this. Uh, even the Bible says that Paul talked about it to the church of Corinth that you have many instructors, but not fathers. Uh, you have many teachers, but not fathers. And one of the things I've learned, even in this men's anthology, is that uh, the impact of a father to generations to come uh, can mean the difference either make it or break it uh, for us to touch hearts, to transform lives, to make a difference in the home, in the family, in our government, uh, domestic or foreign. Uh, every tribe, tongue and nation, God has continued to use fathers uh, to turn the hearts of the fathers back to the children and the children's hearts back to the fathers. And even in the men's anthology, I am so blessed uh, to partner uh, and to have this time of fellowship and the fellowship in the days to come as we continue to uh, join in unity and sharing this message to let people in the world know that we have in the midst of what you may have experienced uh, expectedly or unexpectedly, because there's going to come a time and point in life that we all going to have to go through some type of grief. Um, uh, but understand that when we go through it, who's going to be your partner? 
And one of the things I share in my chapter, I share three things, is that understanding according to first, a second Corinthians, chapter one, verse three and four, that when we go through this difficult thing called grief and sadness and frustration and in the event of a loss of a loved one or friend or job or family pet or what have you, a home or apartment or eviction, understanding that nevertheless, God is still a God of comfort and he gives us the same comfort so that we can comfort others as well. Mm -hmm. So it just blesses me to be able that I can not only receive comfort from the co-authors and our coach and visionary, uh, Sister Deborah Fry, but also we can continue to spread that comfort to others, that love and that compassion and that hope to let people know that uh, you can make it. You can make it. And and you are valuable. You are valuable. Even in the midst of grief, uh, God is can still considered you valuable. Uh, he loves you. He cares for you. And uh, I believe that's what can really and will definitely make a difference as we continue to press through and press forward and sharing this wonderful uh, message uh, to lives and hearts around the world. Awesome. Awesome. Beautiful. All right, coach. <laughs> Word of encouragement that I leave is establish a legacy of just love and understanding. A lot mm -hmm. of people want to leave different legacies behind, but if you get to leave one, that is going to be impactful in the long term. Make sure your legacy is meant to impact and not just for you. Because mm -hmm. you are, one of the things I tell, I tell a lot of my players that I coach, um, where I coach, and I would tell them when God calls, when I, when I pass, I, I expect standing room only mm -hmm. because of the, the the passion and the legacy that God has put inside me to be able to give back and to show love to people who are oftentimes forgotten or who don't feel valued. So those young people out there right now that are that God has led me to impact, that legacy that is attached is for God. It's not for me. And we get lost in that sometimes. I think a lot of times we create legacies for our name and we forget to create legacies for God's honor. Mm. Mm. All right. <laughs> I love it. That was beautiful. Okay. Yes. My yes. Beautiful. I love that. So heartfelt. Every one of your messages. Absolutely. Okay. So now we're going to end it with the visionary herself. Okay. Is Michael going to go as well? Michael, you've already gone. Did Michael? Oh. Okay. Oh, oh Michael Wynn. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. All right. <laughs> That's me. Yeah. Um, um man, um, I just would I just want to kind of leave everybody with uh the encouragement to be intentional. Be intentional about uh your life, be intentional about um caring for others, be intentional about being kind, be intentional about those things that we so need um, to give to one another and we need from one another. So lay the foundation to, uh, you know, like Coach Ray just said, you know, when, when the Lord takes me home, I, I, I'm looking for standing room only as well mm -hmm. uh, because I believe in caring for others uh, it would always come back to you. So 
uh, it is a legacy, not just for yourself, but for generations to come. So um, I tell people all the time, know that through grief, you are able to endure, you are able to overcome, and you are able to begin again with new hope, new joy, uh, new coping skills, new memories, right? Because in, in after death of whatever it is, um, whatever whatever your grief is, there is still so much more life to live. You have to continue to live life until life is over. Yes. I love that. Amazing. That was beautiful. That was. Okay, so I want to show, show the book again before we head out of here. It's called Grief Through His Eyes. Beautiful. All these Thank handsome you. men. Yes, I yes. love it. Great yes. man. Yes. All right. Well, I, I I would like to say I've thoroughly enjoyed this this time. This is Thank you. amazing. Thank you. Thank you for being Thank on Sales and No Sales. Thank you. And I know I, I have a feeling I'm going to see all of y'all again <laughs> in some type of capacity. It may be here. Yeah. Who knows? That a book yes. writing, you know, maybe an anthology. I have no idea yet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yet. But I know we'll be together again. I did. Yes. I told you all. I got um, I got a little few nuggets from each of you. And so yes. I appreciate all of you. And I love you. I love you. Okay. Love you Can I put out love there really quick, really yes. quick for the audience that uh, around September, I'll probably come back on uh, to let people know that the second uh, anthology will be starting, Grief Through His Eyes, yes. Volume 2, will be starting. So if anybody's out there that think they have a story to share, uh, that would like to join uh, a group of mighty men to have a... Um, a group of men that they can share with, that they can grow with, that they can uh, inspire with. We're going to do this thing again. Uh, so I am looking for men starting in September to uh, be in the volume two anthology. Awesome. And let us know how we can uh, get in touch with you as well. This is going to be on audio as well. Okay. Yeah. So you, they can get in contact with me uh, on my on my Facebook, Deborah Fry, uh, on my website, uh, Grief Care Consulting, um, on IG, Grief Care Consulting. So uh, just tag my name and you'll be able to find me. Google me and you'll be able to find me. <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it. All right. Well, again, thank you. I am honored i am so honored to have you on my show you have been fantastic bj fantastic thank you thank before you. we go thank you welcome thank you thank you and before we go i would like to say remember just like the sun you are necessary i love y'all all right now bye-bye bye-bye